0: Joining me now is the Commissioner Emeritus of Baseball, Bud Sealing. Good afternoon. Hey, Homer, how are you? I'm fine. I don't know. Are you? St- do I call you Commissioner? Commissioner Emeritus seems really long. How? Uh,
1: no, Commissioner. Everybody calls me Commissioner. You can do that. That's okay.
0: I-, I just wanted to talk to you. I saw you at an event about night, the, the team from 82, and I thought, I wonder if he's bored. He was the Commissioner, and now... How does he fill his time? I mean, I have a theory about you, but I'll get to that. But are you okay? You're not bored. Are you? I like
1: here. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great, Homer. I'm in my office, and I normally I teach on Tuesdays at in Madison at the University of Wisconsin, but uh, they're at the library today. So I, I, but every Tuesday I'm in Madison. You have to Wednesdays come. Wednesdays I teach at Marquette, and wow. ultimately I'll teach on Fridays at Arizona State. So. Between all my work and teaching, I've kept myself quite busy.
0: So what do you have to come up with the, I mean there's kind of work to you can't just wing it as, as far as teaching that's how many uh, how many classes, how many uh, performances? Well, I
1: have three classes of Wisconsin, Marquette and Arizona State. Um, in Madison it's history 600. Baseball and American Society, 1945 to the present. I start with Jackie Robinson. And um, I've enjoyed teaching. When I was a kid, Homer, long before you, in Madison back in the 50s, I I thought I was coming back there to be a history professor. That's what I really wanted to be. So it took me to age 80, but uh, that's where I am now.
0: Well, I can't take the whole class. So I can ask you, like, what's the most important thing you want to get across to these kids? Well, I
1: have to think about that one. But what we do in each class is you try to relate what's happening in baseball at that time, whether it's in the 40s, 50s. We cover everything over a 14, 15-week semester. Um, and you compare that to what's going on in American society and it's remarkable how baseball really typifies in many ways what is going on. And as I say, we do everything. We do the union. We do all the labor stuff. We do steroids. We do, there is no subject we don't do. Homer.
0: Wow. I mean, nothing compares to, to, to Jackie Robinson in terms of the influence of baseball on changing the country. Nothing, right? Nothing's even close.
1: I, I've often said, and I tell my students this, I said it publicly, and I said it way back when, when I retired uh, Jackie's number. Um, it's the most important and powerful moment in baseball history.
0: Right. There's but no probably into
1: all sports history, What? what's equal? Well, I think that's right. And I think everybody in all sports would agree with that. No question. I mean, he really opened the door, not only in baseball, but really in, in, in sports and in American society. You know, Martin Luther King said 20 years later, it's Jackie Robinson that brought us here. And you think about that. It was what Branch Rickey did is so remarkable, uh, really remarkable um, so what it, do, what when do you, you think you, back, the clubs had voted fifteen to one four months before uh, to not allow any Negroes in. Uh, Negroes was the term in those days, as you remember. Yep. Yeah. And um, and it's true. And Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who was the first commissioner, as you well know, um, had said, because he was commissioner, there'd be no Negroes in baseball.
0: So, how do you convince people so young to understand what it was like?
1: Well, that's interesting. You know, um, that's a great question because, tell you a story. This is about 2005, 2006. My phone's ringing on a Sunday night. I'm just coming in from Phoenix. I'm tired, and I figured, ah. One of my, one of the owners is calling, one of the umpires cost him a game and he's calling to yell at me. And I debated about answering, but I answered it was Ken Griffey Jr. And um, we had the nicest, uh, he and I had had been quite friendly anyway. But I said, um, uh, what can I do for you after about 10 minutes of conversation? He said, look. He said, I'm so grateful that you retired Jack's number, Jackie's number. I call him Jack because his Rachel, his widow, never refers to him as Jackie. It's always Jack. And um, wow, never knew that. Yeah, Ken Griffey said to me, But you know, the younger guys don't know who Jackie Robinson is. And we gotta stop that. And he said, So I have a favor to ask. On April fifteenth, why can't everyone in baseball wear number forty two? Well, I, had, I said I had to think about it. I was always very cautious, and, oh, he said, come on. And I said, I'll call you in the morning. Well, I knew I was going to call I knew I was going to do it, and I did. And, and so it was it was uh, Ken Griffey, Jr., who really got me to do that. And now, as you know, everybody wears 42, and and you talk to people, the young players about who Jackie runs. It is a remarkable story. It is absolutely remarkable. And the more you get into it, and I've, I've spent a lot of time, his daughter Sharon worked for me for 25 years, and I've gotten to know Rachel very, very well. And she's one of the great human beings I've ever met in my lifetime. And, uh, but when you think of what he went through and the abuse he took, oh, Homer, ooh, tough story.
0: And is it fair and accurate to say that he was picked In the sense of, because the belief that he could handle it, that there could have been somebody else, and I I don't know the names, but because that's the way it's presented, I I know
1: I know the names. Because let me tell you that you're right. Um, Ricky, in his first meeting, got off a great line. Ricky was a great man, great man, and uh, in many ways. And but what he said is, "Are you big enough not to fight back for at least two years?" You're going to have to take all the abuse in
0: the world. So he said for two years there was a time he gave him. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't answer back. I know, but it could have been a year. It could have been five years. He could have said never.
1: In St. Louis, in the first year, Enos country slaughter spiked him in the Achilles, trying to hurt him. And he took it. And fortunately, he wasn't hurt. But it it took a toll on Jack uh, in, in many ways. There's no question about that.
0: What do you know about him? What do you know that people don't know? I mean, did he ever get mad? What bothered him the most? What What do you know about his humanness other than all that we know, which is fundamentally that, that he had to be willing well, um, and take I, I, you all this know, stuff? Yeah, I, I can tell you
1: this, Homer. He was very smart. Within after two years, he did fight back, and people resented that. Thought he was a bully, and he was mad, and he was out looking for trouble. I can assure you, Homer, you and I would have fought back the same way. But people, you know, wanted to be extremely critical of him, and uh, and it was just wrong. In fact, I, I must tell you, and I've read and talked to people about this. And, First class of the year, so I wherever I teach, i I, um, I, I even now, after all these years, I, I marvel at the at the great story. But but you asked a question before. The the name of the scout was Clyde Sukaforth, who was a coach and then a scout. Ricky trusted him. Ricky sent him to Chicago to scout the Negro leagues, and um, when they picked. Jackie, they picked him not because he was the best player, because he was not the best player. There were other players that should have been in the big leagues already. And uh, But they picked him because they felt, uh, given all the human experiences he'd had, and they weren't pleasant, that um, he could handle the pressure. And he was smart. And so, your question is a good one. There were better players, but he was the best Equipped to handle
0: it. Talking with Bud Seelig, the commissioner emeritus of baseball, aside from Jackie Robinson, what are you most proud of that you have done associated in any way with baseball?
1: Well, there's so much that happened when I was commissioner, but I, I guess Homer, given where we started in 1992, when I took over, um, Changing the economic system, which was outdated, um, hadn't been changed in 50, 60 years. Imagine that. And it was tough. It was a struggle. But revenue sharing, a lot of changes in the draft system, all the things that gave hope, but it took a long time. I mean, there are a lot of things we changed. It uh, took a lot of abuse about the wild card, and of course, today there are more wild cards, as we just saw now in the last three days. People love it, and baseball. Oh, people love it. You know, Homer, when I when I did it, and I did it in '93, um, September in Boston, and the outrage. Bob Costas hollering, and oh, this is going to ruin the game. This guy from Milwaukee. And it turned out, you know, because people always fight change, as you know. They always fight change in anything, not only in sports but in life. But, look, I mean, the wild card has really saved us in a lot of ways.
0: Now, so I, but, I want to interject for a second because I can't remember the year because I'm still mad you didn't acquire David Cohn. I never understood why you didn't do it. You knew the game was going to change because of the economics. It was the last chance the Brewers had a fair shot. 1992. Yeah. 1992. You regret, do you regret not listening to me? David Cohn. David Cohn. The Brewers might could have won the World Series that year if you'd acquired him and, and you didn't. You knew this was the last chance the Brewers were gonna have because of the changing economics of the game, right?
1: Yeah, the changing economics were they were bad signs and there was no revenue sharing and there yeah. was no cap and it was the small market team did. But the answer is no.
0: Oh, come on, you can admit it now. You can admit it. Homer, no, know, you were I, right. I Homer, and then, and by you the were way, right.
1: Sal oh, uh, Bando and my daughter were running the Brewers by that time. I I was really oh. immersed in
0: baseball. Oh, you could have got you could have gotten it done. All right, here are my two things on Bud Sailing. Always have been jealous of you because I think you have never in your life wanted to do anything but be around baseball. You you do it every day, the same today as 50 years ago, and to have something someone loves that much and to be able to do it every day—that's most of us don't have that. There's nothing that important. Yeah, I- no, I, I,
1: I and I agree with that. I, I've often said to people. That obviously I've had a passion for the game since I was seven eight years old, and um I got lucky in life. I got to do what I love, what was the overriding thing. I remember the night we got to brewers march thirty first nineteen seventy and I'm stunned at that and um struggled you know the early years were very difficult mid years remember there was no revenue sharing home there was no it was a tough struggle, but Came 1978 and we had Yount and Molitor and Cooper and won 93 games and all of a sudden it's good. But I, I, I'm grateful as I look back on my life. Um, I know that when I got into, elected to the Hall of Fame, which was, a, you can't even dream about that. I mean, it's, and, uh, and I thought to myself, um, how lucky I've been to do something that I love.
0: And lastly, I believe the key to your success and many people's success is they do the same things every day, often at the same time. Now, people always said that you went to lunch and got a hot dog and a Diet Coke. And I said, I'll bet there are 10 other things that Bud Selig did at the same time every day. Like, I think you got up at five o'clock and you got on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Is that right? So now that we're at two. Am I no, I write
1: an extra cycle every morning for 43 minutes, All right, and I still do it.
0: All right. And it's every morning at about
1: 7.30, quarter to 8,
0: 8 o'clock. And you would come to work every day, and then you'd every, have a couple Every of calls. single day. Yeah. How many things do you do or did you do at the same time every day, every day? Like, you probably got up at the same time, got to work at the same time. They say you'd make a couple calls the first thing every well, day.
1: my wife says I'm obsessive compulsive. She's right. And I do all that every day. You're 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 right. I do many things the same way every single day.
0: Did you call George Steinbrenner every day at any point in time? He
1: generally called me because <laughs> he always called to complain, although we, we did have a great relationship. But but he was very difficult. No, I did. I, I I did. I called owners every day. I spent a lot of time on the phone every day. No, I, 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 I won't deny that I do, I live a, um, a life where I do the same things every day.
0: How do you have the same, you're you're like 102 now. How old are you? You're, I'm 88. 88? 88. 88. Like, like you've been around other people that are 88. I don't think many are teaching. I don't think, so you're going to write a book on proper life so that you can... Have energy at. Eight well, I eight. wrote a book,
1: as you well know. I've written my book. I'm not sure I want to undertake that again, well, but well, I'm knocking on wood, Homer. I don't want to. You know, I I, I I feel good. I keep myself in shape. I that's one thing I like about teaching, Steve. The kids keep me young. They're good. They're very. They're 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 smart. They do their homework. Um, I
0: feel, I, I really do feel good. You, but, you don't but it's, grade it, any tests. It's kept
1: me, it has kept me
0: young. There's no way you grade any tests. You got other people doing that, right? You just do the teeth. I mean, right. I mean, you're not getting up at
1: eight Uh anymore. The truth of the matter is I have a professor with me at every class, and they do, for the most part, the grading of oh, that. Okay. I mean, they'll send them all to me, and I'll certainly read them and look at, but they do the grading. I just do the teaching. Wow. I'd like to, You know, Homer, I'd like to have you as a student.
0: I get an A. You, you'd be an easy A. Come on. Come on. Let's you – know, I think people are, are, are enamored with you. I hope they know who you are because young people sometimes don't. But come on. Yours, is, oh, no, they do yours always has got to be a class. I could, I could get an A in your class. Don't you think? Come on.
1: Well, I'm not sure. Why don't you take it? Let's see what happens. I,
0: but fierce. I do. The
1: students, by the way, the students are wonderful. Yes. And in all three places, they're really good. And um, Are you sad and, today because
0: um, the Brewers are out of the playoffs? Do you still follow it closely?
1: Oh, I follow it every day. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'll am I'm always be a fan. And um, obviously, I have a great love for the Brewers. And Mark Antonazio and I spend a lot of time together. But, uh, yeah, I. I mean, I... Yes, I am sad today. Yes.
0: All right. Now, you could come on the show at any time, any day, without – we don't have to do any prep. You can call in any time, any day, as long as you will admit now that you should have picked up David Cohn. I'm going to give you one last chance.
1: Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. But I But I won't – but but uh, look, uh, David Cohn helped Toronto win. I know. I, there's no doubt
0: about he it. He could have helped the And,
1: and you are correct. That was the last year that a small or medium market club really had a chance to win for a long time.
0: Do you still get the hot dog at noon and a Diet Coke or not? Oh, sure. Oh, every day. So I could meet you there sometime because you'll just be there.
1: Oh, about 12.30, quarter to one, absolutely every day. All right. Thank Uh, you. And I'll be glad to see you, Homer. I'll be glad you just pull in and... uh, uh, and uh, I'll be happy to see you.
0: I just want to let you, from now on, if you're on the show again, you will be the professor. Okay. Because I right, think that's, that's what you right. are now. Professor, thank you. That's what I, that's what I am. And the uh, commissioner emeritus, that's true. So.
1: Bud Sealing. Yeah, Commissioner Emeritus. I'm the first commissioner Emer- emeritus in baseball history, so I'm grateful for that, too.
0: You're welcome anytime. I mean, we, Thank sure you, that Homer. there are baseball things that they can, that we can discuss and the changes, and they finally figured out how to make the game faster. I don't know why it took this long, but...
1: Well, I, I will tell you this. We were talking about the pitch clock, and I, I have more things that that. Uh, 10, 12 years ago, when I had Joe Torre and Tony La Russa were so working for me in the commissioner's office,
0: and we talked about that. Why so could- I'm glad that... Why couldn't she get it done? You 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 were the expert at getting things done. Why couldn't she get it done? Um, Who prevented it?
1: The union. Oh. Uh, those are matters of collective bargaining. No no I had the owner votes. Are you kidding? I had all thirty why, of them. Why would the union um, be
0: against it? What,
1: what? Well, well that's an interesting question because the players are nervous and the pitchers don't like to be told they gotta have a throw it in the term. I even, Homer, I, I would even take one step further. I, my friend Henry Aaron used to say to me, I, once I got in the batter's box, 23-year career, I never got out. Yes. And he said, if you did, if you did, Gibson or Drivesdale or Koufax would let you know about it.
0: And then, and and then uh, the union. So that will
1: come eventually. In too. the
0: union, the pitchers are part of the union, too. I mean, it's not.
1: Uh, <sighs> well, uh, they actually, in this vote, voted against these but they uh, fortunately there were more votes from the independents and and the clubs and uh, so even though they thought they had the vote when it came to the vote uh, they voted no but it, it's going to come in and it's really going to help the game it's really going to speed up the game all
0: right I, I i i'm been told i have to let you go because like i would uh, i would just talk to you forever like, I mean, it's three twelve. I think I could go till about...
1: I think it's a pleasure. But, you know, no one understands better than me. You need revenue to pay for the show. I, I know. I understand that.
0: <laughs> all right, comm- all right, Professor. Appreciate it. Commissioner Emeritus thank you, Homer. and Professor Buttsin. Homer, Ciro. pleasure to talk you to you. We, we'll can do we it do again. It? We will do it again. Okay. Outstanding. I will we hold will it We will do again. it again. I will okay. accept that you're never going to change about David Cohn. I will okay. move on. I will not, uh, I'll not bring all that right, up All right.
1: That'll again. be good. But we'll do this again.
0: All right. Thank you. Butt ceiling. I don't know what's next. It won't be as good.